Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Look at this, your favourite fact podcast back once again. We are bringing you all the juice, all the bite-sized bits from around the internet. Little packets of pub ammo, really. You just decide whether they are worth sharing and remembering or if they should forever be consigned to that big bin of useless nonsense. I will bring you one town you need to travel through two countries to reach, also a very strange crisp conundrum, and something incredible about a Spider-Man film. Connor, what do you have? Uh, We're going to be finding out how you can know the difference between a bone and an archaeological fact. Um, Forgetting your voice and how that can happen. And a tarantula named Barry. Between a bone and an archaeological fact? Uh, No, an archaeological... uh, An archaeological... An archaeological field. Sorry. Something like that. Let's get cracking. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. So, Connor, what is an archaeological field? Archaeological field is something that's old. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need to know. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Back next week. I imagine that'll be be the smallest fact of the podcast. Um, And... 80% 80% of that fact will be, you know, uh, the mispronunciation of the word archaeological. That's what I bet it's good. Archaeological. Archaeological. There, there we, we go. go. Archaeological. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I was struggling with that. Long word, long word. Very, very weird letters next to each other in the middle of it as well. I, I, t- I, t- I tell you what, usually we crack on with a bit of bump here, but just... Do you want to get that out of the way? Do you, want, do you, want, you know how to say it now? Do you want to just, you know, you're at full speed. Do you want to drive straight into it? Yeah, full steam ahead. So when I'm <clears throat> when unable to tell the difference between a bone and a rock in the archaeological field, it's uncommon to press it to one's tongue. So it's not uncommon to. So if, they, if, 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 if I'm an archaeologist, I found something. No, yeah. Deep down, I've dug it up. For me to figure out if it's a rock or a bone, I, I lick it. Yeah, so if it falls, it's a rock. If it sticks, it's a bone. Do bones stick to a tongue? Yes, yeah, so a bones stick to a tongue, apparently, because of the porous nature of bone, as the organic material of the dinosaur can be, obviously, the same as what a human could be. Therefore, they're able to find dinosaur bones by sticking it on the tongue. But it depends... Well, so there's a few things here. It depends... Like... 
if I licked a bone, I would imagine it would, even though it might be porous, so there are little holes over it, it can let water through. I would imagine it would just fall straight down. I can't, I can't believe for a second that it's going to stick to my tongue for any amount of time. Yes, apparently it does stick to the tongue. Obviously, I'm not able to do this experiment because I don't have any bone laying around, but I'm unsure as to what, and this was something that I was thinking about in terms of like, is it old bone? Is it new bone? Like if you had brand new bone, would it stick? But I guess brand new bone isn't as old and it hasn't got the porous in it. So therefore, you know, maybe it would be a bit slippery, a bit slimy. Also, they're very, quite rightly, concerned about... Uh, contamination in these old fossil sites, right? Mm. And the idea that, you know, Johnny with a lab coat on is rocking up and giving a, a, an old Diplodocus bone a lick from 60 million years ago, is, I, I, I think that's not helping things. Yeah, I, I mean, they are. I, I, I think that if you are a person that, you know, is in that world and that is what you do for a living, you kind of have the ability to, you know, stick a bone on your tongue. You know, you're, you're that type of guy. You like to get a bit dirty. You like to be amongst history. I think like, I can imagine them putting it against their tongue. I mean, they wouldn't even bat an eyelid. I wouldn't like it. There'd be a lot of hesitation. But them, straight on the tongue, I reckon. You'd have to ban dad jokes, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because it's a, it's a ripe field for it. You know, putting bones to a tongue, it, it's not the biggest leap ever to make a couple of gags out of that. You'd have to... You'd have, that, that would be like washing yourself, sticking on your lab coat. You can't make any, any dad jokes here. Also, I, I wonder a little bit about like how precise it is maybe a little bit like how like you know does every single bone stick because you know there might be a time where you do it it doesn't really stick you think it's a rock and it could be you know the Tyrannosaurus Rex named Betty from 1847 yeah but you know if this is a rule I guess it kind of has to work for all of them because I would imagine if this is something that they actually do they, they're not leaving it up to chance you know with the amount of high fangled mm. science mm. equipment they have it's not like they'll be going, oh, well, that's not stuck, but it's all right. It might be a bone, might not. We'll just leave it. Like they, they would, I would imagine they would do the digging properly. Yeah, they do the digging. Also, I think a lot of the time as well with, the, with, with, with what they do, from what I, I remember watching Time Team. Do you remember that show? I do. It surprises me that you watched it. Yeah, I watched, my dad was into it, so I always used to watch it. I found it quite interesting. But I think a lot of the time they kind of like know what they're digging for. I think they know what they're going for. Do you know what I mean? So when they're in an area and they're having a little dig, there's a reason, there's a purpose to be there. Sure. As opposed to just digging for random things. They're like, they've got a little bit of an insight that there might be something within that area. Yeah, so Time Team was a... I don't think they make it anymore. Time Team was like quite a big show where Satoni Robinson, who played Baldrick actually in Blackadder, he would like head up a team of archaeologists who would go and like dig, basically. And I think I'm like, what is the age you're at? when you suddenly start getting into this. Mm. Because when I was like 10 years old, I ain't voluntarily watching Time Team. But now that is a show I could absolutely go for. Well, so like, what is the age in which you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I think, I think it's all to do with the, you know, the drink that you consume as well. You know, when you're a whiskey drinker and a cup of tea drinker midday, Time Team's on. You know, whereas when you're a kid and you've got your fruit shooting, you Capri Sun, it's WWE. It's all the drink. The drink complements the show, in my opinion. Yeah. Whiskey and a cup of tea at midday. I'd have both together. Why not? Whiskey and the cup of tea. Hey, get you through yeah. Time Team for sure. Hey, Time Team, though, what a show. If you haven't watched it and you're looking for a good show, I can recommend that and Top Boy. There you go. Both the same. Back to back and Whiskey and a cup of tea would work for both of those shows. So it's nice win-win. Right. First fact of the show for me, Connor, is a Pringle a crisp? Is a Pringle a crisp? 
Oh, it's an interesting question, this, because now you've got me thinking the consistency of a Pringle is slightly different, I do think, when I think about it, to the consistency of a crisp, like a kind of like Walker's, slightly different, but maybe that's just thickness, so... Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. Well, you're right. In the UK, a Pringle is officially a crisp, but not for one of the makers to try and make it not a crisp. Uh, in the late noughties, from 2007 to 2009, Procter & Gamble, who um, who run like the Pringle factories and put it out there, they went to court many, many times to try and prove that Pringles were not crisps at all because they don't have enough potato in to have the quality of potato-ness. That's what they said. So what are they? What, but what category would they then fall into? Like a cracker? Yeah, I think that, Well, I think they wanted it to be more of like a cake kind of thing. It's only, I've got it here, It's um, the, they argued that it was only 42% potato in a Pringle right. and that's not enough for it to be made a crisp. They did that because... Here in Britain, a lot of foods are exempt. They don't have to pay VAT, value-added tax. But potato crisps do, uh, and similar products made from potato, from potato flour. I don't really know... I don't really know why this is the case, but if you're a crisp, you have to pay a tax to be a crisp. So, um, <laughs> if you're a crisp, if you're a crisp, that is. If, if you're a crisp, you have to pay a tax because you are a crisp. So, uh, the Pringle people, they wanted to officially define in law that they were not a crisp and it didn't go down too well after a lot of back and forth, a lot of very expensive court cases. Um, a lower court agreed that Pringles were potato crisps. And this was a year after and this was a year after someone said so they went to a court and they said no you're not crisp and then about a year later another court said no you are crisps and then Procter and Gamble had to pay back 160 million dollars in taxes. Fucking hell. I'll tell you what mate if ever you do have any information on crisps cut it down for the next one yeah because that was a lot of crisp fact. I've, I've taken in a lot there. I'm processing a lot. But the biggest thing for me is isn't it completely and utterly against everything that they are? They're selling crisps. All of a sudden, they're trying to prove they're not crisps. All of a sudden, now you're like, they're like, I'm eating a crisp that isn't a crisp. It's shit. I don't want to buy it. I mean, surely it must have hit sales. Surely. Well, I don't know. Because it... I'm not eating a crisp. I mean, 40% crisp. 46% crisp. But I, What's the rest of it? But I don't think... I don't think... Well, it's a question you don't want to ask. I don't think uh, it kind of hit news as much as maybe you would have thought like it's not like the word around the water cooler at work was bloody hell have you heard about Pringles they're not crisps anymore yeah you heard about Potts and Gamble yeah Um, but quite often like these things pop up in the news don't they about you know is Jaffa cake a cake or is it a biscuit that kind of crap Uh, quite often it's because they're trying to get around tax laws they want to define their product and their food as different from what it is so they can basically not pay tax so basically the crust of the crust but this is once upon a time they were the crisp yeah. they, they wanted to prove the crisp that they weren't a crisp they were minimal crispy and more other things yeah right got it hmm it's a good one not sure it's a good uh, uh, what do you mean you're not uh, sure about if it's not sure it makes complete sense to me but it's fine well we spoke about last week about um, the sweaty nerds at school who would have their Pringles in the little Pringles case do you remember it in the lunchbox yeah 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 this Sea salt shakers, those ones. Yeah, the kids that walked home from school with their rucksack on one arm and then the other one hanging down the arm. Do you remember there was a brief moment where 
they would the rucksacks were designed only had one strap like one really cool strap and you would wear that across it would be a proper rucksack just with one strap I've got one like that now but these were like you know like Nike ones like sporty ones yeah 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 yeah. you were the guy if you had that in my school you were the guy we went through a state of my school I remember um, a kid managed to get hold of quite a lot of the Nike Total 90 drawstring bags Mm. and now in the mid noughties when Ronaldinho was at the height of his fame, for some reason, very specifically, the drawstring Nike Total 90s bags were the thing that you had to have. And this kid, even though I assume he nicked them, he was like the most popular kid in, in the town. Like, honestly, he was like dealing those like no tomorrow. Like mm. you'd meet behind uh, the bus, the bus shower. <laughs> you'd slip him a fiver and he'd give you one of these. Yeah, eh? Then the year after it was refresher bars. How the times changed. Second fact of the show, Connor, what do you have? Uh, it's actually possible for a professional mimic to forget his voice. Oh, I've heard something about this before. I don't really know much about it, though. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. So, obviously, they're constantly mimicking other people. Um, so, an example of this can be voice actors. So, it could be, you know, people that are acting, that are playing different characters, animated characters that do that for a living. Or it could be people that are mimicking other people, so kind of doing, like, impressions and things like that. But very, very common for them to forget their original voice. Now, the reason for that is because the brain actually will completely alter that science to it, but it can alter when you're speaking in a different way. It's like training, isn't it? I guess it's like anything. If you train a kid to always hold his fork in his right hand and he keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. He's going to always do that when he's once upon a time an adult. So for a mimic, the same. Now, the way around this and the way that they try to keep it, that they know their original voice, is having recordings of them originally saying the same things that they do as a, as a mimic. So they can hear it back and then it reminds their brain and reminds themselves of, of what they sounded like. And this is common in, like, you know, big performances. So it might be... You know, if you're voicing one of the characters in Madagascar or Finding Nemo, you know, all of these actors, they will still have recordings of their original voices to listen to at the end of the day, apparently. Like, I get it, but I'm not sure if it's at that level. I don't think if you're a Pixar voice, like Ben Stiller or whatever in Madagascar, I don't think he needs a recording because he's not doing it all day. He's doing like a few hours here and there and you're doing a funny voice for like a few minutes at a time. I understand if you're like one of these, for some reason in my mind, they are French mimics around the streets of the Montmartre. That they're, they're doing it like all the time or back in the old royal courts, they would be jesting, they would be mimicking all the time. Like I get that. I don't really think, I don't really think it happens much because you would, to forget your own voice, you would need to be mimicking well, like 23 hours a day. Yeah, so, so there's like another side to it as well. So, Less common that they forget their own original voice, but still very much doable. It is still doable. Um, But also as well, like really hard and something that people really, really struggle with is finding the voice again of the voice they're acting. So, for example, if they're performing as, yeah, Finding Nemo and they're using that voice, they do a day doing some scenes. Then to try and get that same voice again the next day is one of the hardest things of that actual industry as well. So oh, it's like yeah. really, really hard for both to like find their original voice and also find the voice again. So quite interesting. Interesting that you can never really get it again. Yeah, I, I, can, I can hear that happening. It's weird, isn't it, with accents? It's, I don't know if you've ever known anyone that's moved to a foreign country, maybe a kid you went to school with and then they leave and you see them five years later. And sometimes they have really strong accents that they've inherited and sometimes not at all. Like I know relatives who went to live in, say, America and were there for 40 years and came back with pretty much a British accent. But then again, I went to Australia for a month to stay 
And when I came back, I found myself speaking not with an accent, but you you have like twangs, right? You have lilts yeah, yeah, that you, you kind of at the adopt. End. You yeah, at the end. and you and because you start saying the words that they say because you're hanging around with Australians, you've kind of learned that word in an Australian accent. So I remember. I would say heaps a lot because heaps is a very Australian word. Um, no, I do it. I do. It. Obviously, my family are in America, and we always take the joke out of that. But my auntie and uncle have been over there for yeah, like thirty five, thirty eight years, and they've got like an American twang, quite an intense American twang to their British accent. And whenever I'm out there and I go for a long period of time, by the end of the two weeks, I do pick up a little bit of like, you know, how you doing? How you doing? Going up like the Americans do. Whereas usually I'm just like, what's going on? You know, interesting. And it, 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 yeah, it's the same when, like, for instance, when your auntie and uncle from Texas might come home and they might be around Essex, where I imagine they came from, um, like they, they will immediately get back into like, like Essex vibes. Like they'll start speaking like they had never moved away. Like it's mad how quickly people can drop back into what they had forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. Like they'll be, they'll be back for no longer than 48 hours. Donna meeting chips, mate. Like, do you want a Mackey's? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Like, you're good? Yeah, yeah, great. Where, where's Pauline? Oh, she's wandering outside Nando's again. Yeah. Hi all, it's TV's Gail Porter here. I am so excited to tell you that I am joining the Paranormal Activity family and will be hosting a number of live podcast recordings across the UK. The first is on the 5th of October at London's haunted Richmond Theatre. Expect terrifying tales, audience interaction and hopefully a spirit or two. If you want to join me and share your own paranormal experiences, get tickets at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies. Right, second fact of the show for me. Um, Here's something really cool that happened in the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse film. I don't know if you've seen it. Connor, this yep. is this is the one with Miles Morales in, right? So they are the the animated. Um, and oh no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. The new one. Yeah, and they are wild. Like these films are incredible. They're always like critically acclaimed because of what they do. When the trailer for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse came out, uh, a kid called Preston Matanga, who was fourteen years old, he recreated the trailer. So like you know, two minutes long using Lego. And like Lego style animation. And it looks insane. You can see it on YouTube, you can see it on Twitter and all of that. And it was so good that the uh, the studio that were making the Spider-Man film actually reached out to him and he animated a part of the end of the movie in Lego that hadn't been made yet for the film that he had animated the trailer of. Wow. Yeah, it's like... It's like that was in the film. It's like Jason Derulo, Savage Love. Similar story. Okay. Yeah, Jason Derulo. That beat to Savage Love. A kid just made that in his bedroom, sent it to Jason Derulo, and then voiced what Jason Derulo was using AI over the top of it, made a Jason Derulo song. He loved it, voiced it, went to number one in like 50 countries. Same story. Well, yeah, it's a bit different um, in that this, this, this kid like did it for the film that he ended up being in, like featuring in. Like that, That's quite a cool turn of events, right? So he made the trailer yeah. out of Lego for but Jason this Dur- Jason Derulo, no, yeah, yeah. the kid featured, number one, 50 odd countries. Well, I'm not, you know, I very much enjoy Jason Derulo. Fifth, number one in 50 countries, you can't complain. That could be seen as being lazy though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really, uh, you sent this to me, oh, this is good, I'll have this one. Yeah, I'll yeah, say I'll Jason Derulo over it a couple of times. So this kid, did he do with the Lego characters, like moved them all and created like the trailer? Yeah, I can't figure out, and I've watched it a few times, I can't figure out if he is moving them shot for, like it looks amazing, I can't figure out if he's moving them shot for shot and, move, and doing it like stop motion animation, or if he's just so good at animating that he's managed to use a Lego style on the computer and it's all digital. Like How I can't figure he? that out. He's 14. Crazy. Did it when he was finishing schoolwork every day. So he's a millionaire. I can't imagine they would have paid him a million pounds for it, but it's pretty cool. Mate, mate, as we said last week, they spent seven, two, 211 million to do the BP logo. I reckon he might have got a couple of quid. Yeah, but the thing is, we did figure out last week that BP spending that money, that was a bad idea. Oh, and the yeah, fact yeah. that... And the fact that it's news is because it was so outrageously overpaid, whereas I don't think this film company did that. Mm. Wow, it's cool. What's his name? His name is Preston Matanga. Do we know how much old uh, Lazy Boy Jason Derulo paid for the song? No idea. Probably nothing. Uh, Preston what? Matanga, M-U-T-A-N-G-A. The real Lego me. I'd have to take a little look at that. There you go. 
You should have a look too at Preston Matanga and the trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that he shot. Right, last fact of the show then, Connor. What do you got for us? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You do another one because my fact as the last one is it's just an ender, mate. I don't think you're going to say anything <laughs> to it, but it's a great one. So you go first. Well, here's the problem. Like normally the last facts, there isn't a lot of chat. So that's why I've got this. Oh, no. All right. Right, I'll zoom in quickly. There is a place called Angle Inlet. It is a small community in uh, Minnesota, which is a state in America, very North America. And to reach it, you have to leave America, drive through Canada and then drive back into America. So if you've left your home, you've gone to mainland America, you have to go through two. You have to go through four border patrols for your return journey. Cheers, Dan. It's great. Tell you what, yeah. it's, it's, it's got one. It's got one school in the. It's got one school. It's, it's, it's a one-room school. It's got a post office. It's the most northerly post office in the contiguous US. Uh, and in the 2020 census, there was only 54 people there. Bam! Thank you hey, very much. Hey, did you know? There you go. Dan's got a fact for you. There's a small place in America. It takes a while to get to, and I'll finish it off for you. The tarantula placed on Daniel Stern's face in Home Alone was named Barry. All the best. Ta-da. Thank you very much. What have we learned this week? We have learned that if you're in Canada, it can take you a long old time to get to places, even though you're actually in America. Potatoes are crisps after all. And you know that tarantula that you've seen in Home Alone? Yeah, that one. His name's Barry. See you later. Ta-da. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.